Welcome to Weekly Wisdom, a podcast about exploring wisdom in philosophy, comedy, pop culture, and everyday life. Ronald and Nancy Reagan are one of the most beloved couples in American history. They were obviously devoted to one another, and Nancy was so clearly committed to her husband in every way, standing by him during his presidency and also during the long struggle of Alzheimer's during his final years of life. At Nancy Reagan's memorial, her daughter recalled the following story. My parents were two halves of a circle, Davis said. She also recalled a humorous anecdote about her mother. Davis said that a few days before her mother died, she reminded her mother of a story about how her father used to regularly get massages from a large Eastern European man who would come to the family's house. Davis continued, On one of these days, as my father lay face down on the table, my mother tiptoed in, kissed him lightly on the back of his neck, and tiptoed out. He didn't know it was her. But he went through the rest of the massage, never said a word, and after the masseur left, he said to my mother, I don't think we can have him back anymore. Why? she asked him. What happened? Well, he kissed me, Reagan replied. When she told him it was her, he was flooded with relief and said, Thank God, I didn't know what to do. Nancy was not Reagan's first wife. He was married for almost nine years to actress Jane Wyman. They had three children, one of whom they adopted, Michael. There is a famous letter Reagan wrote to his son Michael on Michael's wedding day that expressed Reagan's expanding wisdom on relationships. Dear Mike, you've heard all the jokes that have been rousted around by all the unhappily marrieds and cynics. Now, in case no one has suggested it, there is another viewpoint. You have entered into the most meaningful relationship there is in all human life. It can be whatever you decide to make it. Some men feel their masculinity can only be proven if they play out in their own life all the locker room stories, smugly confident that what a wife doesn't know won't hurt her. The truth is, somehow, way down inside, without her ever finding lipstick on the collar or catching a man in the flimsy excuse of where he was till 3 a.m., a wife does know, and with that knowing, some of the magic of this relationship disappears. There are more men griping about marriage who kick the whole thing away themselves than there can ever be wives deserving of blame. There's an old law of physics that you can only get out of a thing as much as you put into it. The man who puts into the marriage only half of what he owns will get that out. Sure, there will be moments when you will see someone or think back to an earlier time and you will be challenged to see if you can still make the grade. But let me tell you how really great is the challenge of proving your masculinity and charm with one woman for the rest of your life. Any man can find a twerp here and there who will go along with cheating, and it doesn't take all that much manhood. It does take quite a man to remain attractive and to be loved by a woman who has heard him snore, seen him unshaven, tended him while he was sick, and washed his dirty underwear. Do that and keep her still feeling a warm glow and you will know some very beautiful music. If you truly love a girl, you shouldn't ever want her to feel, when she sees you greet a secretary or a girl you both know, that humiliation of wondering if she was someone who caused you to be late coming home. Nor should you want any other woman to be able to meet your wife and know she was smiling behind her eyes as she looked at her. The woman you love, remembering this, was the woman you rejected, even momentarily, for her favors. Mike, you know better than many what an unhappy home is and what it can do to others. Now you have a chance to make it come out the way it should. There is no greater happiness for a man than approaching a door at the end of a day, knowing someone on the other side of that door is waiting for the sound of his footsteps. Love, Dad. P.S. You'll never get in trouble if you say I love you at least once a day. 
There's an ancient story about a man who thinks he's in love with a woman, but she knows better. He begs her to marry him, and he's there throwing all these gifts and love letters at her feet. And she finally says, Okay, I'll marry you, but my sister is about to walk up right behind you here, and she is much prettier than me. You should probably take a look at her first. And the man gets googly eyes and turns around to see what he might be missing out on. And all he gets is a smack across the back of his head. What's the moral of the story? A man is only as loyal as his options? No, it's a spiritual story. It's about sharing sacred space with the beloved and being fully present to it. It's about one's ability to say, this is it. Now make the best of it. Real love is never about the chase. It's about the ability to stand still. No matter the current state of your love life, be willing to define yourself not by the quality of love you've been given, but by the quality of love you give. It is in this quality that so many of us find not only our salvation from errors and misunderstandings past, but that deep inner calling to serve a power greater than ourselves, in this case love, and find as a byproduct a greater self in the process.